This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. And it's good morning to you and to you and especially to you, Habibi. Coming back from Lebanon, I thought we should open with something magical. As we say good morning to you here on The Unview, where we're the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. And that is the magical music of the land of Lebanon, which is so beautiful, actually. Very special guest in studio that we will be chatting to. We've got Adam Howard, who is director of the Johannesburg Big Band. He'll be playing soon with Joseph Clark. We've got Cirque Infernal. We'll be chatting to the producer and the performers of this phenomenal production. You know, he's the crazy man that does the motorbike, like the, the, the wall of death with the motorbike on a stage. It's kind of... Incredible stuff. And then, of course, the Queen of Darkness. Oh, Varane. <laughs> Queen of Darkness. And then we open the show with the one and only. He is, uh, he's actually been fortified. Uh, you know, <laughs> Tim and I in the same year. It's quite interesting. Top comedian. Top uh, actor, star. Funny man. Radio present. Well, radio man. You did it all. Nick. Rabinovitz. What do you think of the, the, the Arabic music? What do you think of the Arabic. music from Lebanon? Shukran Habibi. It is wonderful. Habibi. Beautiful. Yes. It fills my Arabic soul with delights. <laughs> Turkish delights. <laughs> not Turkish. Sorry. <laughs> Lebanese <Nick>. delights. <laughs> How's the Jew? How the, the, the Jew and the How Leb. The, the How Jew the and the Leb. We should do something. What should we be doing? I don't know. Organized crime. <laughs> don't we do the read? Yeah. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> Nick, welcome to, welcome into studio. It's the first Thanks. time I've uh, had the pleasure of interviewing you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loved, uh, I've loved seeing your show in, in the past and of course, uh, listening to you on, on Redirect's show for yeah, years. Yeah. Um, she's great. I mean, wonderful. And, uh, and this new show of yours, 45. I mean, you, 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 you rocked and rolled uh, this particular show in, in Cape Town. Yeah. Um, when did you turn 40? I turned 40, um, eight years ago. <laughs> I'm just reviving it. <laughs> no, I turned 40. I'm 41 now, actually. Uh, are you? So these jokes are more than a year old, mm-hmm. uh, some of them. And, uh, and I had a sort of midlife wobble at about 40. But actually, I think it was worse at 41. Okay. So, um, yeah. Is it? Is because I'm yeah, preparing no, myself. Are you ready? I don't know. Hold on tight. I'm in the 40. I just <laughs> <laughs> I actually am the year of the horse of the Chinese horoscope. But yes, so after a successful run with his one-man show in Cape Town and turning 40, comedian Nick Rabinovitz decided that the best location for his midlife crisis would to be to move to four ways out yeah. of all the places. I think fake Tuscany is really what brings on a midlife crisis, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, just performing for 10 nights in a, in a fake casino. That'll do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you guys tried that? Never. Don't. I guess I will. No, no. <laughs> when we get to our 40s. No, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Great. Please don't tell him that 40 is the new 30. It's only confusing him much further. 
Is it confusing you? No, no, that's just the nonsense you write on press releases. I just think it's you're as old as the person you feel. How, how old your wife? My wife is, I think she's forty. Uh, I think so. <laughs> so but you, she's you, had she's had three kids. She's mm-hmm. had three kids. Thank God she's been spayed now. But it's it's just she's it's a lot. <laughs> how do you balance family, aging, government anxiety, and Trump fears? This is uh, some of the stuff that this fortified is is about. Yeah. And then of course having three kids and then dealing with all that stuff. And of course, of course, you got. Bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, it's all happening. Well, that's not, not quite there. But it's, gonna, it's, but gonna, it's it will, coming. It will come. It will come. You need all that money. You need the, the, the degrees. What are the, what I didn't, you know, I didn't have a big bar mitzvah. I, didn't, I, was, I was 12 when my parents sat me down. I was at the Waldorf school, the only Jew in, <laughs> in the, the school, school. And nobody suspected I was Jewish, including me, which made it traumatic <laughs> when my parents sat me down on my 12th birthday and said, there's something we need to tell you. <laughs> And what did they tell you? Well, I said, oh my God, I'm gay. And they said, no, <laughs> you're Jewish. <laughs> and then they literally, they put me into a, a class because I had to learn Hebrew from scratch. They put me into a class with five-year-olds. Never forget walking in, 35-year-olds <laughs> and, and, and 12-year-old Nick Rabinovitz. Okay. Jewish well. Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> <laughs> I love the joke. I really do. So, and then you obviously did the you did your, your bar me, and then you went off. Yeah, born and bred in Cape Town. Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, Cape Town. So you didn't go to Hirsch. You didn't go to the. You didn't do no. The, no, I went to the the, the normal school. Like well, no, normal. wasn't. I wouldn't call no, Waldorf normal. Yeah. Do you have Waldorf in yeah, Scandinavia? I actually went to a Waldorf. You also school. went to. Yeah. Can you do you with me? Is yes, the, is I the, can. Uh, dance uh, around with uh, Bowie <laughs> Yeah, and the you know, copper rods up yeah, the person's you know, bum in front of you. Yes, I loved it. It's I isn't it amazing, it. you know, because yeah. you can't explain <laughs> to someone who's not been, but like, it's we have we have life skills. This person and I, okay, we could plant a veggie <laughs> garden. You so, could, yes, so, yes. So, so this is the phenomenal Shelley de Inferno, Hello. who plays plays Varani, Varanella. Queen of Darkness. The Queen of Queen Darkness, of darkness. <laughs> from Cirque Infernal. Yeah. It's, um, Do you play the recorder in the show? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. So, because so I, I, now... Yeah, I know. I've, I've messed up the order here. No, not at <laughs> all. Not at all. But because you both went to the Waldorf School. Yes. And she's from Sweden and you're from Cape Town. Yeah. And you're not a Jew and you're a Jew. <laughs> yeah. And the interesting thing, uh, you're blonde and you're not blonde. But here's the thing. You are burning things on, on, on stage and you, you create, you're creating madness. Across the world, and Nick, to some extent, what are you doing on stage? Not that. Not burning anything. Were <laughs> you burning Trump or the legacy? Or sometimes I'm on fire, but I'm not literally. Okay, so, so you went to this very special school. We're going to chat about uh, what, 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 what do you think made the school particularly good for the two of you? I mean, that's because for two, two different parts of the world, you see, there's always a common denominator between people. I have to say. On the normal school subjects, I'm not very good. But on all the creative stuff, I'm actually really good. They kind of focus more on each pupil and their learning direction and stuff like mm. that. But what did you learn, Nick? Well, like, <laughs> you know, it's absolutely right. We didn't, maths, I don't remember maths, mathematics being a big focus. But we, I don't know about you, but to this day, I can still calculate the number of guardian angels in a ball <laughs> of mohair to the nearest guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Uh-oh. Oh, we just go and revise. <laughs> and the two of them are seriously they're getting it. We made little felt elephants. We uh, we both learned how to crochet our own underwear. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh, I got that down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crochet your own. <laughs> I don't know. Knitting. 
Danny, we're going we're gonna to come back to you in a moment about motorbikes and the wall of death. That's going to happen soon. So tell me the show. You what is it focusing on? Obviously, being forty, is, 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 is Trump is Trump a, a bug in a thorn in your side? No, no, well, he's no, the no. best. Well, he is because comedy. You, you can't really write that. You can't. Yeah, he is the he is the the comedian. But but I did some stuff because of the anti-Semitism that arose in the wake of Trump, and uh, and it took me back to. My first experience of anti-Semitism, which I discuss in the in the show, mm. which happened at the Jewish Sports Club in 1989. What happened? Well, I don't want to. It's, yeah, it's like you've got to see the show. It's like the the. I also just talk about the land, but I don't want to give too much away. Go and see the show. What, what, what makes you laugh, Nick? <laughs> what makes me laugh? Do you know when you when you guys were chatting and I looked at your side profile, you actually reminded me that smile a lot of Robin Williams. Just by the way, uh, seriously, the way yeah. you were laughing, you were screaming, you opened. I just thought, like, I've got a little bit of Robin Williams sitting in the studio. <laughs> but what makes you laugh? What What do you find funny? Because a lot of people say, well, you know, you're a serious human being. I mean, you don't w- kid around with your kids all day. I mean, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, so what makes you laugh? What do you find funny? Uh, I do actually find my kids funny sometimes <laughs> okay. yeah, until they drive you mad. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I like making comedy from things. And sometimes it's bad, but when it works, it's I enjoy it. I like watching other people. I have a joke about Scandinavians. It's not really a joke. It's Let's a hear it. question. Um, so Scandinavians, when they climax, <laughs> do they say, I'm Finnish? <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's... Not if they're from Sweden. No, it's more like a singing sort of, you know, a Swedish and Norwegian sounds a lot Can like singing. Can you do it for me? Okay, no, not really. <laughs> well, thank goodness, <laughs> thank goodness we played that uh, adult. Co- that's lovely. Thank you. It's for not that. really like I've never heard that sound before, actually. Me neither. I'm more into what other. (laughs) Some things are not funny (laughs) at the time, but then many years later, they they somehow. I did a. a, I just spoke about it the other day. I was in Peru, like in 2005, and I went in for a massage with a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. and it was awkward. The guy said, change. And he didn't leave the room, the, the massage guy. And I had to change in front of him. And then he bumped the table. And then he like accidentally flicked my right testicle. And then when they were supposed to put the towel, uh, he put the towel over my head. And then it, at the end, <laughs> only at the end when I walked out, did my friend say, well, that was great, wasn't it? And I was like, no, I was traumatized. And she said, but they're blind. And I didn't, like, I didn't know <laughs> that. <laughs> were they, they were blind. They were blind. Blind. Yeah, I want to tell you a little later in the show. We're going to chat about the Shakespeare Schools Festival. Yeah, now, and this is interesting um, because this year's festival, there is a school performing Romeo and Juliet that are completely deaf, and there's another school performing Macbeth that are completely blind. The blind school and the deaf school, which is just it shows you. I once went into a restaurant, and this is not a joke. <laughs> That's what they say about Romeo and Juliet: love is blind. <laughs> That's just the deaf schools. Oh, there. that's the deaf people. Sorry, got confused. <laughs> ah, this guy's going to kill us. Nick Rabinovitz. Um, but the, the, here's the thing. In France, and I'll tell you something very special in Paris, I'm chatting to, to Danny uh, Varane. Yeah, Varane. Varane. In, in Paris. Is I went to a, to a restaurant once where, where you served by blind people and you're fed completely in the dark. Yes, I've been to that in, in Tel Aviv. There's a few. Yeah, so mm. you sit in the, in the pitch black, and it's incredible because you're tasting all the flavors of the food, and you're served by blind people. It was it, because the waiters are nick. <laughs> naked. Naked. Yeah, naked. Oh yeah. Nobody mentioned. I didn't it. think of that. 
Ah. I thought they were serving bratwurst, actually. <laughs> Are we going back to that when you told your parents that you were a gay at 12? <laughs> I know they were serving bratwurst. You know, that's, um, <laughs> no, not so good. Um, Nick, coming back to this, this phenomenal show, I know that you're going to, to leave shortly. Uh, what do you, um, what do you, what do you like to give the audiences? What, what do you want people to take out of it? Um, well, uh, we generally like them to to laugh. I think it's there's not it's we're simple people, comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a serious message somewhere in it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read between the punchlines, but it's not my main intention. To get people to have a laugh. Yeah. Job. yeah, yeah, yeah. And to forget their problems. And, and, and we, it's therapy for us as well. We like to get it off do our you? chest. Okay. Yeah. So, what do you want to get off your chest today? Um, um, <laughs> Anything interesting? Uh, well, I had this interesting experience where I had to. G- I was on a search and rescue mission in Cape Town recently with a suicidal man who wanted to jump off the mountain. <laughs> and um, and then he ran. We found him, and then he ran away, and I had to chase him. Have you been to Cape Town yet? No, it's no, my it's first. It's a very time big mountain, and I had to chase him for like ten, fifteen minutes on this mountain. On the mountain, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I catch him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I caught up with him, and then I was just like breathing heavily, and he was breathing heavily, and then I was like, Hey, I'm Nick, and he was like, I'm, I'm John. Why are you following me? And <laughs> I thought I'd just get that off my chest. Okay, all right. <laughs> He's still alive, I think. Okay. And now is <laughs> like something else. I'm going to throw a couple of things at you. Yeah. There's uh, just some opinions. Um, Jacob Zuma jail or not? Uh, Jacob Zuma, well, as former president of South Africa. <sighs> it saddens me that he's gone because that was nine years of material, and so <laughs> I'd, I'd prefer him not to have gone anywhere, let alone jail. What's the best stuff you got from him? Oh, the the best stuff. Yeah, from some, give me some like of asking stuff. me to choose between my children. <laughs> um, are you familiar with our former president? No, no. no. Well, he had uh, by the time he left office, how many wives? Seven, I think. No, no. I think Six. it was five, four, five. But five. he'd been married a couple more times. Oh, but he had he had many other concubines. Yeah, I heard he was going to finish on sixteen because of a misunderstanding at his first wedding, where the priest said four better, four worse. For richer, for poorer, which is mathematical <laughs> joke that people from Waldorf don't often get, but you did. <laughs> for squared. Very good, very good. Okay. Uh, Donald Trump, what do you think? Uh, Donald Trump. Um, what is wrong with this man? Look, just because a lot of his. Suppo- because, okay, just because he's orange and, and a lot of his supporters have been seen doing that hail Trump, mm. so that doesn't mean he's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that is good. Eh? <laughs> oh, I love you. You're good. Eh? That, that's a good. That's very good. <laughs> right over the head. Nachi is a like a Nachi is like a little orange, a squashed like bad. It's, it's a. It's. I don't know what you call it in Scandinavia. It's a appelsin. Appelsin. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> appelsin. Okay, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. It sounds like it. an apple, but it's not. <laughs> um, a, a current president, Sir Ramaphosa. There's nothing. I've got, we've got nothing on him, really. Buffalo, a buffalo and a thing and McDonald's, and we, we don't know what to talk about. Cool, cool guy. Oh, he's a lovely guy, but there's nothing there for us. <laughs> Brexit, Theresa May. Uh, Theresa May dancing with the Maasai this week in Kenya. Beautiful. Why white people shouldn't dance, other <laughs> than 
if you're the queen of darkness. <laughs> Everyone else, no. No. Okay. Or, you, or if you're gay. Because well, gay guys can... Yeah, but, um, I don't want to say anything about that. Okay, cool. Because you leave that at the wall door. To my bar mitzvah. Yeah. No, correct. Da, uh, d- does your mom come and watch this stuff? Yeah. What does she think? Uh, she generally doesn't uh, like the things. <laughs> and they never do. Uh, she's like, why, why did you have to talk? Because I mentioned recently that when I was learning in, in the final year of school, we had to learn to waltz for the, for the dance. And, and I said to the audience, which is true, I had to learn it from my grandmother because I was living with my grandmother in matric because my mother had a nervous breakdown. And she was in the audience when I first did this. Really? You <coughs> told the audience? I told the audience. South Africa. And, and then I said, that. but I said, to be fair, I said, well, actually, technically, she just came to Joburg for a facelift, but we, we didn't want to tell people. <laughs> no, she just was in Tara. Yeah. She didn't like that. So why did you have to tell them that? <laughs> How did she look? Yeah. How's, Fantastic! How's, she looks amazing. And how's Papa bit? Huh? How's Dad? How's who? My how's dad. Yeah. Dead. Oh, sorry, she had that. long laugh. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you, do the kids get to see some of your stuff? Because I mean, you're, you're often on the um, Comedy Central, the uh, the TV. Uh, no, we don't have the TV. We the, we're <coughs> very strict Waldorf, and um, we had a no TV policy. Mm-hmm. Did you Did you ever watch TV as a kid? Not in school, but as a kid, yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. we were not like super extreme, Waldorf. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't either. We just couldn't afford a TV. I've got to just tell you something, uh, Shelley. Yes. Uh, I, I love, how many tattoos have you got on your body? I've, I mean, there's so many have now. Have you I ever counted? Sort of, I started just seeing as one big the, it tattoo. It is one big tattoo. <laughs> it's just one all over body tattoo right now. Sure. <laughs> it's incredible still, stuff. I've still got a few gaps, so I'm still working on it. But I've still? been collecting for about 10 years now. So. 10 years? Because, I mean, beautiful stuff. Where, where's the secret spot where you have a tattoo? That would probably... I don't know. I don't think I have one. But is it on the bum, maybe? Or I have on I the, have one on the bum, yes. On yes. the boob? I have. I don't have one on my boob, no. Okay. Just a good <laughs> question, guys. I just thought <laughs> well, it's no longer a secret, though. <laughs> I just thought we'd keep everybody <laughs> in tune. Okay. Um, very special guest, the director of the Janusburg Big Band. Adam Howard is in studio. Hello, Adam. Good morning. How's it going? Good morning to you and good, to thanks. you. And All good. Especially to you, Habibi. That's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the, we've changed the line. Um, just because of... Yeah, well, we might as well just do it. Just what you do. Um, thank you for joining us. Pleasure. Pleasure, Alan. You have been doing big band music forever. Okay. Well, not forever. You're not like... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> a, a long time. Um, and then you... So you're heading up... You head up the big band. You also... You create... Commercials. So he's like, you know, you know, Charlie Sheen in, in um, uh, Two and a Half Men? Yeah. He does all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so when you hear those jingles on, on radio, he's got those studios mm. that do all those jingles. Uh, Nick's a great voice of artist. We can use him. Good. Remember, money, money. winning. I'll get your number. Take cash. <laughs> yeah. Jewish, remember. Agents, big money. All right. <laughs> Speak to his mother. Uh, um, <laughs> is your agent your mother or wife? No, none of them. Not yet. No. <laughs> but they'd be good. Eh? That'd be good, but, eh? you eh? see, but you wouldn't eh? see much of it. <laughs> so coming back to the big band, uh, you've performed across the world. Um, the big band, no, and uh, the big band, not the big, but you yourself. Yes, I mean originally I'm from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I also went to a weird school. It was a music school. <laughs> 
Same thing, Waldorf, weirdos. <laughs> so how do you do maths in music school? Uh, no, I mean, we had to do it until 15, I think, and then we just did music. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was born and raised in the UK, but I, um, I came over here when I was 24 to play in orchestras. I um, played at the uh, State Theatre Orchestra. Mm-hmm. I've been here for 21 years, and um, you know, I'm a trumpet player. Um, formed the Janisberg Big Band about um, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. The big band is a, a swing band. It's, um, I mean, people say big band and they think it's a big band, but it's, a, it's a, another word for swing band, you know, the sort of Rat Pack years, if you saw um, Frank Sinatra, mm. those big bands, Michael Bublé, Robbie Williams, mm. um, Frank Sinatra. Um, and it's called a swing band, and it's, uh, it is a big band. It's 17 players. We've got four trumpets, four trombones, five saxes, and a four-piece rhythm section, which is uh, piano, bass, keys, and guitar. Um, so, yeah, we formed that eight years, and we've been... Busy on the corporate circuit, doing lots of corporate events, um, and high-profile weddings, and we've even been into the public arena at the Lyric Theatre for mm. a few performances. And this next performance is with the amazing Joseph Clark. Um, Joseph Clark, incredible, by the way. He played amazing. Uh, he, we had well, him he's very studio. famous for his, um, you know, Queen, Queen Queen music. I mean, he does Freddie brilliant. Mercury brilliantly. Sometimes better, I than, think Freddie. better than Freddie Mercury. <laughs> actually, it sounds People terrible, say that, but, but, I mean, yeah. no, but I mean, he really, really rocks it and yeah. did it all over the world. Yeah. Um, it, it's very interesting when he told the story that he, you know, that that most people didn't know that he got pipped by Kevin Bacon to play in the movie Footloose. Right. Yeah. I mean, so he was pipped. He was meant to to play that particular role. Um, what happened? It's very interesting. <laughs> he had another gig and he didn't. <laughs> he was busy. He, was bu- he actually well, was busy. He, well, he, he's so, he could be Kevin Bacon. I believe that. He is yeah. so busy. No, I mean, I've known Joseph um, for you know, 20 years. And, uh, you know, we've been talking for years about maybe getting together and doing a big band show. And just organically, um, you know, it's happened. Um, you know, we've managed to um, um, get a date at the Sun Arena at Times Square in Pretoria on the 23rd of September at 3 o'clock. Um, and we've been speaking um, because uh, Big Band Music is very close to Joseph, mm. um, um, Joseph's heart. And he, he talks about this during the show, you know, where, you know, growing up, he had Big Band Music playing. And um, so it's going to be a very personal show for, you know, for Joseph as he texts text his audience on a, on a different journey to what they may be used to with Joseph. And we're going to do, do some of the magic in a moment. Nick, do you, do you like Big Band? Yes. Can you sing? <laughs> no. Come on. You must be able to sing something. Um, no, I can sing you a couple of bars from my bar mitzvah portion. Let's do that. Um, would you like me to sing it as the 13-year-old version Please? of myself? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's it. That's Hebrew for getting... <coughs> it's the story of Noah, actually. <laughs> getting the, the T-Rex in the ark was a nightmare. <laughs> I've got to tell you something. I, you, you emulate so much of Robin Williams. I've never actually. Uh, I, I, seriously, I, no, I'm just, I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. I just love it when you do some stuff. It just, I don't. I, so, listen, people can interpret uh, in many ways, but I just love that you can do that. Who's your favorite comedian? It's a hard question, but who? Do, I go through. I have crashes. I go through phases. Uh, at the moment. <laughs> Um, there's so much. But who inspired, so who, much who inspired you? So as a, as a young oh, person. My godfather who, inspired me. He was a comedian. Who was that? His name was Percy Seif. And he was an actor. And, but before the days of comedians in South Africa, there were just people who told jokes and things. Mm. But he had stories and I used to collect them. I used to collect them. A lot of them were Afrikaans stories because he, he was a Burra Yuat, which is an Afrikaans Jew, a farming, Jew. a Jewish farmer. <laughs> sort of, it's hard to explain. <laughs> to Scandinavians, but Harry Seftel. 
Yeah, <laughs> he was my first my com- first comedy mentor. Comedy is about telling stories. Yeah. What's your favorite story? Oh, my favorite story. What's a good story that you're going to tell us? You're sitting at the table. Oh, I want to tell you this happened when I was this. Yeah. I like the story of my first date, um, ah, which was 1989. Happened? I took Karen Udelman on a date <laughs> to see Pretty Woman at the Proteus Cinema in Cape Town, which I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, Jenny, but it's it's um, opposite the Stanhope Bridge on the main road, around the corner from the park where the guy sold marijuana behind a tree. <laughs> and I say I took her on a date. My grand dropped us. And it was pretty woman. And we went in with the popcorn and everything. First date, 13 years old. And uh, Karen put her hand on my thigh halfway through the movie. And I missed the best scene. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Pretty Woman. But where Julia Roberts confronts the mean shop assistant with her shopping. And says, big mistake, huge. I missed all of that because of the hand on my... And then the blood started rushing up my thigh. And I know what you're thinking, but... It skipped my dick. And it went all the way up and down my arms into my palms. And they started sweating profusely. And then I couldn't take her hand. As much as I wanted to, I couldn't. Sweet. And then also my grand had snuck into the theater and was right behind me going, this is your opportunity. <laughs> your boba. Yeah. I like that story. I, I think it's very, very cute. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 That's the... Yeah. Nick, your show, Fortified, uh, happens uh, at uh, Monte Casino Theater. Yes. It's happening on the, from the 12th to the 22nd of September. Correct. People must get the tickets. And you're brilliant. I just had to cancel a show though. Why? I found out it was Yom Kippur, the holiest of holiest. Oh, but it is. It's next week. On the Wednesday. Yeah. And I had a show that night. So you had to cancel. So it's yeah. not happening on the Wednesday. It's definitely not. But you're doubling up on the Saturday. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll get the double show. Don't worry. We don't want to lose money. Well, the yet. Saturday technically is not the Saturday matinee I shouldn't be doing either. I know. <laughs> you have just ruined <laughs> Judaism completely. <laughs> <laughs> the Rob the, the is going to be very, very upset. All 23 of them. Yeah. But I must just tell you, it's, um, <clears throat> it's fun. It's fun to go and laugh. It's fun to, to, to watch. You know, I, I just think that laughter is seriously sometimes the best medicine. Yeah. But, and sometimes medicine is also or the music. best medicine. Or music. Or <laughs> medicine is the best medicine. Oh. Or music. Um, and then also going to watch something like Cirque, which is going to take you to another dimension. Is also something that's quite incredible, which we're going to get to in a moment. Nick, I, I wish you really well. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on the show. Shana I now run to see the, the Jews. Are you, is you going to that, yeah. that yeah. radio station? Yeah. And, uh, and thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me, guys. The one and only Nick Rabinovitz. Thank you for being with us. Come and join us at the Waldorf soon in Jotobar. Jotobar. <laughs> 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 you people are crazy. I love it. This is uh, cliffcentral.com. My name is Alan Ford. Nathan Rowe is not with us today as he runs around with some of my camera crews all over <laughs> the country. We do do other, other, other work. Um, and, uh, and, uh, let's, uh, we're going to do a live read in, in a moment. And then I want you to get that, uh, that, uh, that trumpet ready. My weapon of mass yes, destruction. Yes, mass destruction. Yeah. Uh, get it ready. Um, uh, to, to well, we don't have Donald Trump, but we've got a trumpet. Ah, very good. Same thing. So on that note, what does it mean to be a man in today's world? There's a lot of confusion about this and a lot of anger directed at men. I wonder why. I actually need Nick Rabinovitz for this particular one. I don't know. This is a conversation about masculinity. Everyone needs to hear. It's raw, it's authentic, and it's a series of six podcasts. Craig Wilkinson and Khalil Osiris. 
I think I said that correctly, started a premiere of this particular show, a premise of true masculinity and a gift to the world. Equality relevant to men and women that provides profound insight into why men behave the way they do. It uh, impacts the three cores of desires at the heart's level of every man. And the question every boy needs to be answered on his journey on manhood. The four big lies about masculinity, the wounds that masculine hearts have, and the one thing every man wants from woman more than sex. What is that? We'll find out because it's Man to Man Talks. It's brought to you by Carling Black Label. Remember, with Carling Black Label, you've got to drink responsibly, not for sales, to persons under the age of 18. Don't miss the show, Man to Man. Proudly brought to you by Carling Black Label. Now, on that note, let's get that out. What are we playing? Well, um, I thought I'd give you a little bit of a, a classic tune called um, Misty. I've, uh, I've got a trumpet in my hands there, and mm-hmm. uh, I've got a little mutant so I don't blow your microphone up. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go. We, 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 we got this going. That was really stunning. Now, on that note, I think what we're going to do is because we're going to be talking about Cirque in a moment. I, I want to do something else. So I'm going to we're going to YouTube your big band stuff, Ooh. and then we're going to play to something. Uh, well, I'm going to play over the top of it. Mm? Yeah, why not? Will that work? Why not? Hey, I'll oh. try anything once. Okay, so we do crazy things here. Do, do you sing? No. no. <laughs> do, do you sing? Not even on the shower. Not, e- not even on the shower. <laughs> I'm not even on it. I've got to just tell you, you are a very, very good-looking, sexy French. French people are beautiful. Eh? She's it's Swedish. She's not she's French. I'm talking to you, darling. Already? Yeah, we oui, wee. Oui. Ah, ah, did you not get my impression? <laughs> I was the, talking the about what, what Nick was saying when he was 12. I told my mother when I was 12. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> you should, one shouldn't be doing this. Okay, so now this, so what is your, what is the YouTube site? Because people can listen to your stuff. Yeah, just go onto our YouTube channel, Johannesburg Big Band. We've got some amazing videos there. Johannesburg. Um, Johannesburg Big Band. Big Big band, there okay. Yeah, I'm, and, uh, sure, I'm sure you'll find something there. And and what are we going to listen to? What are you going to play? What do you what would you like to play? Because well, you've got all some stuff. Here. Maybe just play the clip. Uh, maybe New York, New York. We've got a, a great version of that with the great Timothy Malloy singing. I think. Oh, we we do love. It. But you're gonna you're gonna do something. Let me just now hold on. I've got to look up all this. You know, it's like you know, sure. It's it's difficult. You well, know, this. Well, is, at least you're prepared. <laughs> mm. All right, so we're going to play a little bit of this. This is for New York, New York, but get that thing ready. Okay, okay, you ready? Let's see if we can pull this off. Let's see if we can pull this off uh, before we discuss uh, how to ride a motorbike on stage on a wall of death and how the Queen of Darkness burns everything. So, we'll, which is going to be we'll talk about in a moment. And don't forget, Cirque Infernal is going to rock Johannesburg. Rock Johannesburg. Are you, go- you going to Cape Town? Not this particular trip. We hope so. Certainly. Please. Yeah. It's, and I want to hear all we have about a lot of requests for Captain too. Because it is an unbelievable show. You've been here before. Never, never ne- with this show. Not with this particular show. Never. Okay. Have you been to South Africa before? Sure, 
four or five times. Okay. Yeah. And your first time? My first time, yeah. yeah lovely. We're talking to Cirque Inferno, but we're going to do some, some music, some happy things this time. And uh, <laughs> this is the big band with Timothy, the one and only Timothy Malloy. Okay, what are we on? And Gianna Sky. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving. So cool! I love it, love it. That is really cool. Thank you, you Hal. Uh, thank you, Ro- uh, Adam. Rodney, fine. Adam Howard doesn't. Mike, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> That's uh, the wonderful Timothy Malloy and Chiana Sky, uh, <clears throat> two phenomenal South African artists uh, with the Johannesburg Big Band, and uh, I'm happy you're in studio. Great. Now, Cirque Infernal. We don't have the space for to burn things, and we don't have the space for the motorbikes. Firstly, tell me about the show. A very special guest in studio, Danny Varane. Exactly. From Paris. Oui. From France. Yes. And Shelley de Inferno from Sweden. Stockholm. Stockholm, yeah, but London-based. Okay, yeah. but London-based. Yeah. Firstly, welcome to South Africa. Uh, I'm so excited Thank to you. hear about this, this, this show. Tell us all about it. Firstly, what can people expect? Well... Because a lot of people who, who've traveled abroad, sorry to interrupt you, but have seen Cirque du Soleil, they've seen, uh, oh, they've seen uh, Good. different so, type of things like that. Yeah, if you compare it to uh, Cirque du Soleil, mm. Cirque Infernal <coughs> is a kind of uh, Cirque du Soleil dark. Ah. So that's it. Yeah, with a rock and roll twist. Yeah. A bit of gothic, a bit of heavy metal thrown into it. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes it, you know, people find that quite intriguing and interesting. So, okay, it's definitely a new take on circus. Okay, all right, lovely. And of course, it's, it's been, the whole concept of the, the the Cirque concept is that there's obviously no animals. It's it's using oh. people and using uh, exactly. Yeah. So 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 now tell me. Let's begin with you, Danny. Uh, you're the producer. Yep. And you're the performer. When did you create the show? Well, I first created in nineteen. 19- 97, but I was too young to make a production, so I had to go with my motorcycle show. Mm-hmm. I had a motorcycle stunt show with my brothers, mm-hmm. uh, which come from my father, which come from my grandfather, so we do it since uh, a century, motorcycle mm-hmm. stunts. And so five years ago, I re-decided to make this show happen, and um, yeah, five years ago we did it, and now it runs good, but it took me a long time to... Uh, to figure I could do it. Okay. It's, it's a huge work. And uh, my background is only uh, um, 
how I can say it's it's a live live show. I'm a performer, so everything I do, I don't learn it at school. Uh, mm. So uh, production techniques, uh, show calling, uh, music, sound mastering, and everything. So I had to do by years, years, years uh, until to be ready, and now it's ready. So when your grandpapa, yeah, he. He what what so the, the, what motorcycles would they use those days? We I still have the bikes. Really, they are, they are Indian motorcycles mm-hmm. from 1924. Sure. I have I have them in Paris. It's insane. Not in this show because they are too old, but Gee. I still use them sometimes, and they are very good. Very many people love them. Obviously, I mean the turbines. The I, I don't own motorcycles. I don't know much about them, but they weren't as quick. They weren't able to do as crazy as the stunts as modern technology. At the time, you yeah. mean? No, 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 obviously now. Yeah. But now we've seen modern technology. We've seen yeah. so. So the stunts have changed. But what were the stunts back in 1930? What were the stunts like? What would they do? Believe me, we don't do a lot more than 100 years ago. It's just that we do it faster, much faster. Really? Yeah. We go uh, in my shows. Look, I started when I was 14. And uh, so it's 34 years now. I'm 48, mm-hmm. and uh, so I saw the, um, the 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 changing of my act of the globe of death, the wall of death. These two particular stun shows, mm-hmm. and the speed just went two times faster. So we go very very fast now. We have readable motorcycles. We use very brand new motorcycles now. We don't use old motorcycles. So we stand on the bikes. We know there will be uh, they will make no troubles to us. So we we can do some tricks that are very complicated. Okay, take us to some. Okay, so firstly, because because you you are the specialist here in this show on the wall of death. Yeah. Okay. Describe the wall, of, the wall, the wall okay. of death. What can people expect on the wall of death? I mean, this is this is some crazy stuff. If you are less than forty years old, you will probably do not know what is a wall of death. It's a typical carnival funfair stunt show. Mm-hmm. It's motorcycle riding inside a wooden barrel of eight meter, ten meter diameter, six mm-hmm. meter high. People climb on the top with mm-hmm. stairs, and they watch the motorcycles, the riders mm-hmm. reading inside. So my idea was. Because we left the carnival stuff I'm into circus since many years now mm. I wanted to do the world of death into a circus But people have to stand from outside They can't see it through the wood So we built, with my dad We built a world of death We call it invisible world of death It's made of metal meshes mm. So people can see really through it And rewrite inside So it's the only one in the world mm-hmm. There's only one invisible world of death in the world Is now in Joburg in the theater. And I think it's uh, the first time that the theater, the Joburg Theater, mm. has mm. motorcycle stunts. That is insane. Is it's, it's, I, I mean the theater. I have to thank the theater because they allow us to do our show on the way we do it normally in our circus. Yes. Yeah. But it's a great theater because it's got a lot of depth. Yeah. It's a very huge. Good it's, it's a, a beautiful. Th- it's one of the... It's a beautiful, beautiful it's an opera. It's, a, it's yeah. not even a theater. It's more than a theater. It's yeah. an opera. It's beautiful. So we have plenty of space to do the show like we do. And, uh, yeah, and we don't want to scratch a corporate. Yeah, no. And, and, yeah. Um, <coughs> it's, Danny, it's a, it's, a, it's a strange question, but it's an important question. Do, do you, do you, ah, it's dangerous. Do you get scared? Is it fearful? Yeah, sure. If you go to, uh, I mean, fearless, you f- will forget the safety 
process. So we have to be scared. Not on the well, look what, before the yeah. stunts mm-hmm. on the night or on the evening. Or sometimes I'm driving my car and I'm I'm thinking, okay, this can because a accident happens. We in the, yeah, in the history the, of yeah, this act, yeah. yeah, we lose uh, m- many performers. And uh, but now, as I said, I do it for 34 years now, so mm-hmm. I control every steps of my show. Mm-hmm. And um, when I go, are you uh, alone? By the way, no, 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 no. We have two partners. Okay, you, yeah, not your brothers. No, no, no. My brothers left for their own. So now <laughs> okay. I created a team. Okay, and um, yeah, fearless riders. Fearless. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, you just said it, and you put it, and that's what I'm saying. Bomb on the head. I mean, it's you know, we talk about a comedian having a luck on stage and a wonderful Macbeth aria here and there, or a big band or performing. But this is stunt stuff, and this is stuff that's that. that yeah, I actually saw this act. I think was it? Yeah, about a year ago, two years ago. It's amazing. It's 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 unbelievable. So people must go and see the show. It's and like, kids, will, kids it. love this. I mean, obviously you make it clear. Listen, don't do this at home. But I mean, but no, they can. No, my <laughs> yeah, my five year old couldn't believe. It. He's like, what? I think he wants to be a stunt rider now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, when all the kids, five years old, ten years old. In, in my area, mm. when they go on their bicycle, they're right in front of me and they say, Hey, Danny, look. And it hands off or stuff like this or stand up on the bike, you know. <laughs> they want to do like me, you know. Hey, Danny, look. I train. Okay, really? They, they want to come in the show with this us, pa- you know. In, in Paris, eh? Yeah, because they know we tour the world, you know. Yes. And, uh, well, yeah, I was born in Paris, but I live now in a city uh, called Osegor. So mm. surfers will know it. It's um, one of the five best waves of the world. Yeah, it's close to Biarritz. You know yeah. Osegor? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, good. It's it's, a, it's equal to Jeffrey's Bay. It's I was in Jeffrey's Bay uh, two weeks ago, uh, two months ago, mm. and it's it's very similar. But you've got to be fit. You've got to be agile and able. Yeah. I'm getting to two quick points. You, you lose people in this type of act. People, yeah, in the early days. In the early days, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, eighty years ago, it's death divine. Okay, that's yeah. But they were reading no helmets. They were really crazy at that time, you know. Mm -hmm. Like for example, French crazy people. The the technology, the tires of the motorcycles at that time, you know, Mm. a little bit pressure and boom, you lose the tire and then you boom, you go down. So now we have very uh, strong material, motorcycles, helmets, uh, lighting, security. We have everything now, which is magical, magical. Um, And then the 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 next question, which I think is even, is that when does it end? Does it end? Like your dad is now helping you. I would imagine your father is now in his sixties. And or late 60s And now he's helping you Does he still ride? No No So when is the time To take the bow? Is there a time? How do you know? It's a good question Look The oldest World of this rider Was 76 years old Okay So you can go (laughs) (laughs) I have time left You have lots of time I have time left Okay Wonderful Cirque Infernal uh, Opens very shortly uh, At um, at the Joe Theatre It opens tonight Yeah, yeah. It opens tonight And we're going to talk uh, A bit more about it Now Another very special guest In studio is Shelley de Inferno Hello And the Queen of Darkness Now what do you do In well, the show in the show What can I we will, expect from you I will take on this um, Dark character She's a bit of a bitch Actually Okay. <laughs> and she um <laughs> I love it. Uh, a bitch. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um basically we the story is about um journey through the underworld and sort of um coming back to life. We have a um 
um, you know, an act that is a tragedy. One of the performers has a tragedy and has to go has to go through challenges. Mm. And I'm basically the queen of the underworld. So I will. I'm sort of hosting the show, but not talking. Okay. Just taking the performers to where they. Um, where oh, and what do you do? I'm doing fire in the show, so and I have fire. my own. Yeah, yeah, I have my own act, which is fire performing as well. Okay. Yeah. And here's a good question. How difficult is fire performing? <laughs> well, I mean, same like... I mean, you understand what I'm saying? It's <laughs> same like Danny says, fire is very important to remember that it can be dangerous. But there are, you know, tricks you learn and you learn how to handle it. And you can sort of tame the fire. And, um, you know, there's there's ways, definitely ways of performing where... You you just end up learning your tricks, and so I would say it's pretty safe if you just know. How long have you been doing it? For five years now. Five years. Yeah. Have you ever burnt yourself? Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Of course, yeah yeah. I've had uh, not very bad burns, luckily. Hair Um, on fire. No 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 hair. (laughs) My friend had actually hair on fire, but we do. (laughs) Kidding you. (laughs) Our safety thing though is that we wear wigs, so if something caught on fire, we can just throw it off and just have to like. Okay. Whoops. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then what other extra in the show, Danny? We have, it's very particular, yeah, as Shelley says, we have a, a pitch, a story in the show, mm-hmm. that's a particularity of my show, is that um, when I created it, at first I wanted to uh, uh, tell, I had a story to explain. Mm. The story is about daredevils. Daredevils is a particular family of circus performers, they are not jugglers, they are not uh, dancers. Mm. Daredevils, they are the ones who put their lives on the act. Most of the of these, they are attractions of the biggest circuses in the world, mm. but nobody remember their names. They remember the name of a famous comedian, clown, whatever, but never the dad of it. But they are important in the show because they attract people. So my idea was, being a part of a family of a Dadaville, I wanted to make a story to explain the Dadaville life. So the pitches... It's Wilson, It's played by Wilson Stays, a French uh, mm. tightrope walker. Mm-hmm. He has a tragedy in the beginning, and then he do sway pole. A sway pole is he? <clears throat> he's inside the theater. I think it's the first time in the world, not even South Africa, that we have a sway pole. The sway pole is ten meter high. Mm-hmm. Wilson goes on the top of it, and it's swaying. And he goes like this, you know, left, yeah. right, and he does tricks at 10 meters. It's uh, amazing. So we have D- we have Wilson. Then he walks on a high wire at six meters with a, just with a bar. He goes on a chair. We have this. No net. No net. It's the particularity of circus fandom. Okay. We, we don't want it's net. Daredevil. No. Yeah, that's that's the we point. are circus daredevil. Mm. But we don't have only daredevil thrill hacked. We have a beautiful contortionist. We have dancers. We have Sufi dancers. It's a particular dance of Turkey, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the spinning. It's a spinning mm-hmm. lady. We have the Badia brothers. They are they play the strong man in the circus. Yes, two tough guy, you know, hand yes. to hand like this, very strong. So it's we have fire. We have thrill. We have poetry. We have knife throwers. Oh, <laughs> I. I Death I, I keep from them UK. as a surprise. Oh. It's Rachel and uh, <laughs> Rachel and Charles. They are amazing. They, they are a bit more than amazing. They, they are yeah, funny. They bring the love in the show. Oh yes. You know, I'm 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 not in the, when I create the show. I never thought about comedy because I'm not a funny guy. Mixing so. comedy and danger, it works. And really when well. I got them for the first time, I thought, well, they are the the thrill because. 
Rachel goes on the, on the spinning board, you know. It's a very old circus trick. And her husband is throwing knives on her. Uh, not on her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he avoids the body, but he, 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 he throws the knife in her direction. I've, I've got to tell you, there was a show recently um, at, uh, at another theater, uh, The um, Illusionists, which, which had the bow and arrow. And there was, um, it happens, and there was a mishap, and he shot her on stage in South Africa. No. They, they, they shot her. They shot her on the head. She, she's fine. <gasps> she's fine. She had, they had to rush her to stop the show. Yeah. <sighs> Because they, they, they shot to each ton. Ta, 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 the My brother do it. Yeah. So you shoot the, the, the bow and then it, it hits the, another bow and then it yeah, just goes. Yeah, yeah. And then it hits her, um, the apple, apple on top of her head and it, and it slightly missed oh, the apple yeah. and hit her head. <gasps> Here in I mean, there is, yeah. This it, is dead devil. You know, it is real. It's totally it real. And these knives, they're, they're real. You know, Rachel is in big danger, but you know, we're professionals, so. <laughs> but it is professional. But the fact is that it's it's yeah it's, it's danger. It's but dead, that's what you're all stuff. coming to see, you know. So we we strive to entertain with <laughs> keeping you on your toes. Yeah, our very special guest in studio. This is CliffCentral.com. We had Nick Rabinovitz, uh, the comedian, earlier on. Now we have uh, Adam Howard, the director of the Johannesburg Big Band. He's performing uh, very soon with uh, Joseph Clark. We've got the guys from Cirque. Infernal, and uh, I want to just bring this up because I think it's so important to just discuss so many different aspects of the theater, of comedy, of music, of entertainment, of food. We do it all here on The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous. Um, I want to talk about the Shakespeare Schools Festival. And on the line, uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Ksenia Filanova Britton. Brighton. Is it, did I get that right? <laughs> Almost, almost. Good morning. It's Britain. Britain. Uh, firstly, yes. w- congratulations. Um, I mean, in May you started this Shakespeare School Festival. And I love, because Shakespeare, we had uh, the guys from Macbeth in here last week, and um, and we spoke to them, and I, and I brought up, uh, I cannot wait to see the groundbreaking performances that you're doing and what you're doing with Shakespeare. And, uh, you know, we can talk about phenomenal uh, death-defying accents in Cirque Inferno and we can talk about big band and we can talk about comedy and we can talk about um, big international artists and acts as we do on the show. But Shakespeare is something so wonderful that, that people can appreciate across the board. Uh, Dorothy Ann Gould is working with homeless people. And they live on corners and they do Shakespearean acts and they, they raise money that way. I think that's incredible. And I love the fact that besides that you're getting schools involved in this, that in this particular uh, Shakespeare Schools Festival, you are working with the De La Bat School for the Death with their moving version of Romeo and Juliet in sign language. And then the Pioneer School for the Blind, uh, for the visually impaired, is also doing uh, another Shakespeare uh, production. What, firstly, what what production are they doing? Uh, Pioneer School was doing Macbeth. Um, it was performed in Cape Town earlier this year in May, and like you mentioned, Delabat School for the Deaf also was a very moving, very emotional performance of Romeo and Juliet. Um, you know w- what these children achieve when sure. you know when we look at their uh, I like to call it differently able rather than disabled. Um, and giving them opportunity to be part of our festival, which is inclusive, and we welcome any interested school. So for us to mm. see the achievements of these children and the bravery and how they, what we call sort of beat the bard, you know, and beating all the odds of, um, you know, their physical disabilities or learning difficulties and coming and being part of our festival and falling in love with Shakespeare, it's really 
just amazing to, to observe. Well, I must just tell you, I think it's great to see that, uh, that you're getting schools involved. How does the festival work? How many schools? And what can we expect when you come to Johannesburg? So Johannesburg opened uh, this Tuesday, and we have 20 schools performing their 30-minute abridged versions of the plays at Durbrook Theatre every night. So you can, you, know, you can look forward to a wonderful variety of different plays in one evening. And um, we have uh, schools coming from different backgrounds, primary schools, high schools, high, uh, schools coming from Soweto, Last night we had an Adeline Tambo uh, school for the for the physically disabled children performing Roman sure. Judith as well, um, which went uh, beautifully. Uh, you know, the girl that played Juliet has um, kind of missing one of her legs, and the way that they've cleverly put production together, you could hardly notice of the physical disability. And I think it was just you know amazing to to watch. Um, yeah, and for the rest of the week we're running at Joburg Theatre until Saturday, and then also in parallel we're also running it in the Playhouse in Durban the same week at the moment. Well, I think this is really cool because uh, I've got to tell you, just happening upstairs at the Joburg Theatre, uh, at the Mandela Theatre, is Cirque Infernal. So you've got this incredible, incredible big Cirque show up at the top, and you're having Shakespeare with uh, schools, disabled or differently abled kids, blind kids, deaf kids. Isn't that the, the magic? Isn't that the magic of the theater? It's, it's the it. magic of theater. Of it's the magic of, yeah. of. It's where it's happening. <laughs> what inspired you to do this, uh, Ksenia? Pardon? What inspired you to do this this festival? Um, I guess my sort of my 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 bringing my my journey with with theater. So I was born in Russia. So I originally from Siberia. I grew up in Saint Petersburg. And I was fortunate to be born into a family of actors. My mom is an actress. My father was a director of the youth theatre in Russia. So my entire childhood and my life was always about live theatre. And I actually debuted with a little camera appearance of Little Viola Twelfth Night alongside with my mom when I was uh, three years of age. <laughs> so my journey with Shakespeare started at very early ages. And then I moved to South Africa almost 24 years ago. And I started this project just with a passion for what the theatre space can do for the children and for sort of self-development. And I think Shakespeare being such a beautiful vehicle to bring those children into the theatre space um, is just inspirational to see how the kind of the umbrella of Shakespeare unites all these wonderful, beautiful, young, talented um, school children coming to professional theatres like Joburg Theatre, like uh, Baxter Theatre in Cape Town, all our partners at theatres offering the space for the children to you know, to conquer and to beat the bard on the stages and fall in love with theatre as a medium and just develop it and master their acting skills as well. Ksenia, I'm very proud of you. This is phenomenal. It starts, it's, it's in Durban at the moment. Of course, we go around the world, this particular show. Um, it's in Durban and it starts on Tuesday at uh, the Johannesburg Theatre. Uh, I wish you really well. I cannot wait to come and watch some of these magical productions. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Alan. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Such a pleasure. Thank you very much. And that is Ksenia Filanova Bruton. Uh, lovely. We have, uh, we had people on the show from Sweden, from the UK. Is she Italian? Filanova? She's a Russian. Okay. She's ah, Villanova. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've had uh, Nick Rabinovitz, the Jew from Cape Town. We've had Lebanese introductions to the show. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'm South African, but Lebanese descent. <laughs> so we've got a whole bunch uh, of people. We mashallah. Mashallah. Habib. Habib. Yeah, beautiful. And, uh, and, uh, and that is really, really cool stuff. I want to just thank uh, Nick Rabinovitz for joining us in studio. Adam Howard, 23rd. 23rd of September at the Sunday Arena Times Square. Tickets at Computer Kids. That's uh, the, the big band is going to be magic. Big band. With Joseph Clark. Joseph of course. Clark. And, and follow the big band because there's lots of other things you're doing all over the exactly, show. Exactly, yeah. You can like us on Facebook, but yeah.
Cirque Inferno, you open tonight. Tonight, 8 o'clock until the 23 of September. Check the dates. Tickets on joeborgtheater.com. Please, joeborgtheater.com. Don't miss those, th- this show. It's going to be great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Shelly and Danny, for being with us in studio. And, of course, uh, yeah, this is the magic of, uh, of what the show is about. Before I leave you, I've got to tell you about this. It's called Alpha Code. Would an entrepreneur package worth 2 million rand with Alpha Code? Alpha Code is inviting applications for its previous Alpha Code Incubate program that seeks to identify and award high potential innovative entrepreneurs to boost and develop the fintech and financial services industries in South Africa. 16 businesses will be be invited to pitch for eight places on the Alpha Code Incubate program. The final eight businesses will compete to a customer's 12 months program with the benefit from the entrepreneurial package worth 2 million rand each, each. The package consists of a million rand of grant funding, a million rand worth of support, including mentorship, monthly uh, uh, expert-led sessions, uh, exclusive office space in Santon, marketing, legal and other business support services, as well as access to RMI networks. The first round of applications closed this Friday, the 7th of September. That is tomorrow. And uh, please, terms and conditions apply. Go to the cliffcentral.com website for all that information. I'm telling you, do not – guys, two million bucks – You've got to enter this thing. You, it's called Alpha Code. Do not miss it. Go to cliffcentral.com. My name is Alan Ford. It's been a great show with you today. I must tell you, it's been really, really fun. I, I wish you the best day ever. Enjoy the theater. Enjoy the cirque. Enjoy the music. Enjoy the food. Enjoy life because that's what it's about. This is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous. This is cliffcentral.com.